Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, May the 2nd, 2023. It is currently 10.34 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, it's 10.34 p.m. Central Time. And right before we went on the air, I was kind of laughing to myself And I was kind of thinking to myself, I wonder how many Christian ministries are broadcasting live at this time. Now, if you look on the Sermons 2.0 app, there is a ministry broadcasting live right now. It is Blessed Hope Bible Presbyterian Church, but the broadcast is originating from Singapore. Now, I don't know the current time in Singapore. Let me me just look here. Let me look here at the current time in Singapore. Let's look here. All right, I got to look here because I, I, I do not know. And I know you're like, you should know this. I just don't. All right, current time in Singapore. It is 11.35 a.m. It's 11.35 a.m. So in Singapore, there's a church broadcasting at 11.35 a.m. on Wednesday, May the 3rd, 2023. And I am broadcasting live on Tuesday, May the 2nd at 10.35 p.m. Central Time. So there's probably not a lot of ministries that are broadcasting at this time of night. There just isn't. So I so I, I was kind of laughing like, I'm, oh, we're going to be broadcasting late at night. Now, whenever I broadcast late at night, my mind has a certain kind of idea of what it should sound like, right? I always feel like uh, that it should be very devotional. It may be very worshipful. It may be very emotional. Just kind of, there's certain kind of a vibe. There's a, a more emotional feeling to broadcasting late at night. And then I started thinking throughout my Christian life, there have been certain programs. Now, a lot of the programs that air late at night on Christian radio, of course, they're pre-recorded. They're not live. They could be recorded in the middle of the afternoon. My favorite of all time to listen to late at night, Christian broadcast, was Night Sounds with Bill Pierce. I absolutely loved that program, Night Sounds with Bill Pierce. I used to listen to it right after I became a Christian. I discovered it because, I mean, I've always been up late at night. And I don't even remember which Christian radio station it came on, but it was like midnight, one in the morning, and there was Bill Pierce's voice, Night Sounds. Oh, I love that. I think you can download the Night Sounds app on uh, your mobile device. Let me look here. Let me look here. It is called Night Sounds. It's called Night Sounds. Yeah, night sounds. It's a. It's just to type in night sounds. You'll see a big moon with like a radio tower, and oh, you've got you've got to download it. You right now, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, go to you, the Apple App Store, or the Google Play Store, and download the app Night Sounds and start listening to it tonight. I don't always agree with the theology in it, obviously, but man, that program was. so so instrumental in my early Christian life because I was going through a lot of horrible, horrible things during some of that time period. And I just, there was something that just brought some sense of peace, some sense of calm. 
I, it was just, it was the perfect overnight broadcast, but it wasn't live, right? It wasn't live. So I was thinking of other Christian broadcasts that broadcasted overnight. There was one called uh, Praise Until Dawn. Now, Praise Until Dawn, it was praise and worship, but man, the theology was completely insane, completely insanity, right? Praise Until Dawn. Some of the praise music was beautiful they, because they would play a lot from like the very early stages of kind of Christian praise and contemporary Christian praise and worship, the 70s, the 80s. Um, so I re- always love that they kind of preserved that kind of history at that time of, of, of Christian music. So that was Praise Until Dawn. Then I think it was one called Praise Through the Night. Then I think there was one called Hope or something. Now, almost all of them very much leaned towards cares, the more charismatic theology, but they broadcast late at night. Now, I remember uh, all of them had these phone numbers that you could call in for like some kind of prayer. And uh, I don't remember where I was. It was a it was a bad situation. I don't remember what was happening in my life, but it was bad. And I found myself literally I was in a, in a, in a truck pickup truck by myself. It's like one o'clock, two in the morning. The radio was on. I was like, I, I, I was like, I, I don't even know. Like I was, I felt like I was the end of my life. I, I just felt like it was the end. Like there was no point in really going on. You talk about total despair. And I remember pulling over, trying to find a payphone. I know this is dating me try, so that I could try to call in thinking that maybe if they could pray for me or or they could offer some kind of hope and and I wasn't able to get in, in touch with anyone but I'll never forget that because there was like a human being behind a microphone at one or two in the morning on Christian radio now most of the time Christian radio stations late at night you know if there is someone there you don't even know if it's live or if it's recorded um, I always thought that there needs to be Christian programming. Christian broadcasts that are live overnight. I really, I really do. I, 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 I am convinced of this, that there needs to be Christian ministries broadcasting. This is just my feeling. You, know, you, you may disagree with this. And, and I know that some could say, well, you should try to fix it. Well, I know I, I, I probably, I wish I could. I mean, there's a lot of things I wish I could fix, but, um, I just feel that Somewhere between like 11 o'clock at night, maybe 10, between 10 to 11 at night, around that time, till about four or five in the morning, I, there's something about the nighttime. There's something about it. I love, I love overnight. I love overnight. I love the feeling. I love to just, I love to stand outside when it's one or two in the morning. I love to be driving around at one or two in the morning. If I have to travel, I want to travel at one or two in the morning. There's just a feeling. I cannot describe it, but I also have witnessed this numerous times in my life. People who would never talk about the things of God. They would never talk about the things of God. They don't, they would never seem interested in the things of God. They would seem hostile to scripture and God and heaven and salvation and Jesus late at night 
inevitably, I felt like, I, I feel like that whenever I would be around those kinds of people, the conversation would almost just naturally fall into spiritual things. I'll give you examples. I was deployed for Operation Desert Storm and when I was in the United States military. And we they put us in these like broken down barracks is where we were staying. There was no, there was nothing in the barracks. There was, it was an empty room, right? So all of our stuff was laying on the floor and we slept on the floor. They tried to get us some cots, but they needed the cots somewhere else, you know, in the, in, in the battlefield. So we were just literally laying on the floor. They, we did, they even took our sleeping bags. So we were laying on the floor covered up in our field jackets. Literally we were, it was crazy. And I think I was using my duffel bag for a pillow. But I can remember those late nights, like 11 o'clock minute. Now, these are people who, who never even, I never even acted like they cared about God. And then all of a sudden, late at night, they're asking questions like, I wonder what heaven is like. What do you think happens to us when we die? Do you think there's a God? If there is a God, do you think he would forgive me? Like these deep theological questions. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Right. But by the next morning, they were just they were just done with it. They were over with it. And it was like, man, that's 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 sad. I, I wish I could go back to that moment. But anytime I got it, I can remember being security forces when I again in the United States military. And I worked overnight. And sometimes I would be with one partner, you know, in a in a in a we were in a mobile uh, patrol, secu- security patrol. And, uh, you know, we're driving around here or we're parked somewhere on the flight line, just, you know, two people in a truck overnight. And these would be people who would had never, you would not even think they cared about God. And all of a sudden they're, they're like having these deep emotional thoughts and other, and there's, I can go on and on with examples. It's something about overnight that I think lowers lowers the walls, makes people more vulnerable, and they're willing to, I think they come more, I think, I think all of the distractions of life seem to fade away. And all of a sudden they're, they're left with their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own emotions. And then that there's, maybe there's just a feeling that there's got to be more to this life. I don't know. I don't know if you, I, I, I can't speak for you, but I think, I think a lot of people it's late at night when, and just, there's kind of a more of a, a silence. A, I can't explain it, but I think you're confronted with almost instantaneously late at night with a feeling there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more than this. Like there's got, I, I, and so I just think that there's millions of people out there. They're on the internet. They're in chat rooms. They're on social media. They're all over the place and they're vulnerable. They're questioning. And if there could be those voices live on the air, talking to them about Christ and him crucified and salvation, I think it would, I think it would be a rather, a rather profound thing. I think it would, I think it's a, you know, it's almost like I believe the fields are ready for harvest, I, I, but the laborers are few because ministries don't think about ministering during that time. They, they don't think about ministering at 11 o'clock at night or midnight or one in the morning or two in the morning or three in the morning. But I think there's even Christians up late at night just with their own fears and worry, struggling with their own sins. 
I, I think there has to be. I, I just there needs to be there just I now I I do a lot overnight listening to Christian radio, you know I've talked about uh, different Christian radio stations I'll listen to overnight because uh, I I just I just there's something about that time. So I think I think the Christianity at large is missing an opportunity. I don't know. You may think I'm just absolutely crazy. You may I, you know obviously look most Christian ministries don't think that way. Right? Most Christian ministries don't think that way. And I understand that most involved in ministry, you're, you're not operating. I, I, I wonder. That, that, here's a, just an odd question. I wonder. What if there were churches or internet ministries that ministered and their whole ministry was focused on overnight ministry. Like, I wonder what what would happen if churches were holding services at one in the morning. I wonder what would happen. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if people would come. I, I don't think they would. I think most people are going to be you know, in their home. So I think internet ministry would be the way to go. But I think most ministry is designed for the daytime. Sundays, but I think sometimes the most spiritually alert, most spiritually aware times are between about 10 p.m. at night and four in the morning. Now, I know I'm getting way off topic here, you'll, but you'll see why I'm connecting it here. I just think that there's a time. Now, unfortunately, my desire to be here at this late hour it would be to kind of approach it from that perspective. But I don't feel I can. But in a roundabout way, I, I'm glad that I can't because I think it illustrates something. Look, there's a problem in the American church. There's a problem in American Christianity. In fact, the problem is so bad that over and over and over, it leads to us having to deal with this problem instead of being able to minister the way we should. But we can't ignore the problem. You see, for many Christians, they don't seem aware. They don't seem, they don't seem to understand that human beings need a savior. They need salvation. They need the mercy of God. They need the blood of Jesus. They need his imputed righteousness. Christians have almost, I, I know, and they will give lip service that they still believe that, but more and more Christians feel that what this ungodly society needs are rules, are laws, is Christianity imposed upon them a that the, what this country needs is a political revolution? What this country needs is Republicans or Trump or some form of Christian nationalism. And what is so frightening by that is it 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 it's trying to give the people those people don't need that. They need salvation. They need the gospel. 
And so Christians, obviously, I think are not using the opportunity at night when people are really vulnerable and open to these kinds of thoughts and conversations. But when Christians are awake, they want to impose laws, they want to boycott, they want to silence, they want to censor, dare I say they want to cancel, they want to attack, they want to get people elected, they want, because they're so mad at the direction the country has taken, and they've become politically hijacked, as I talk about it all the time. And once the church has become politically hijacked, whether it's noon, whether it's midnight, Their message is not going to be Christ and him crucified for sinners to be saved. It's going to be about politics and, and, and culture wars and canceling and boycotting and, and getting people elected and, and calling liberals names. That's what it turns into. And I feel the church has gotten away. Look, there was a time, and I just think it's hilarious that there was a time in my Christian life that whenever I turned on Christian broadcasts, I mean, it was, it was, there were some programs that I guess were somewhat political or are dealing with cultural war, but even the, even the programs back then that dealt with say culture wars and things going on in culture, it never felt political as much. It felt much more spiritual. We need to pray about this. We need to pray for their salvation. These people need Christ. It just felt like that even though they're talking about culture wars, everything felt much more spiritually focused, salvation focused. Now, maybe there was more charismatic aspects to some of it about, you know, you know, we need the move of the spirit. We need a revival. We need, you know, the, the signs of the spirit, whatever the case may be. But everything was still spiritually focused. And that was a good portion of my Christian life. A little bit in the 90s, I heard lots of complaining and worrying that Christians were becoming more political, but I still never really witnessed it. And then we get into the 2000s, and as we start fast approaching, you know, basically Trump and that whole period of time, everything began to change dramatically in my – well, it it was already changing, but it was becoming painfully obvious – Now, I say all of that because tonight, what I need to point out and just at least introduce to everyone is, well, some more discussion about political pastors and Christian nationalism, which I've been warning and warning people about. And I guess that there's a broadcast out there. Well, uh, let's just listen to a little of this. And again, it's just unfortunate that I feel like I have to take the time to do this, but let me read it for you. This was published at 8.28 p.m. tonight. Trump vows to empower political pastors on Christian nationalist broadcast. Trump vows to empower political pastors on Christian nationalist broadcast. In an interview on a Christian nationalist broadcast, Donald Trump vowed to empower religious leaders politically by permanently ending restrictions against churches that weigh in on elections. They've silenced you, said Trump. 
Christianity, I believe, is being hit much harder than any other religion is. In other words, what Trump wants to do is turn the church into a full-blown political entity. So therefore, that political entity will dedicate much more of its focus and time on getting politicians elected instead of preaching the gospel so that people can be saved, so that their sins can be forgiven, so that they can find peace. They can find the peace that passes all understanding, that they can they can have the imputed righteousness of Christ accredited to their account. That all, no, let's get the church raising its voice to get people elected to earthly political office. Let's continue. In his comments aired Tuesday night, Trump blasted the so-called Johnson Amendment, which dictates that nonprofits, including churches, lose their tax-free status if they weigh in directly on politics. We never enforced it. We essentially ended it, Trump bragged of his time in the White House, uh, adding with regret, I wasn't able to finish it, but I'll finish it this time. So what Trump wants to do is take office. And then basically tell churches, hey, now you can start talking about who can be elected. You can tell people who they should elect. You can go full-blown political. You'll maintain your tax-exempt tax status. And, and you can see why he would do that. Now, what many Christians will be like, yes, it's wonderful. But I'm telling you, it will turn churches into nothing. I mean, I think churches already have arrived at this place and great numbers, but it will even lead more to just become political entities. The, the, the world already see Christians as basically Trump supporting Republicans instead of Christ loving followers. Just as notable as the former president's comments was the venue. Now, listen carefully. Trump's interview aired on Flashpoint, a raising, a rising media platform for Christian nationalists. Now, let's stop right here. I've never heard of Flashpoint. Now, I'm not going to take this article's word for it and say Flashpoint is a, as they put it, a, hang on, let me read it here, a rising media platform for Christian nationalists. I'm not going to take their word for it. What I need of you, if anybody's listening tonight or if you hear this in the morning, need you to do your detective work. I need you to do some research on Flashpoint. I need you to find programs or podcasts uh, that they do. I need links, especially links where I can download media and, uh, Let's do a little bit of review of it. We'll we'll dedicate maybe a good portion of tomorrow to working on it. Maybe maybe we can. I don't know. I don't, look. I would rather do other things. But if there's a a, a, ra- a rising, basically as they put it, their exact words, a um a rising media platform for Christian nationalists, we we need to look at this. It says a twice weekly news show. So I guess Flashpoint is a twice weekly news show. It mimics the production values of a Newsmax, One American News, or other Fox News wannabes. But Flashpoint touts that its programming brings, now wait for it, a prophetic perspective to the news. This is that merging 
Christianity with politics, with Christianity, with a political hijacked mentality telling you it wipes, it it just erases biblical Christianity off the page. I don't know when people are going to wake up, but you're going to look around and it's not going to be, you know, people ministering about Christ and him crucified and salvation. It's going to be about politics, politics, culture war, culture war, fight this. We got to fight. We got to fight the LGBTQ. We got to fight transgender. We got to fight this. We got, and it's going to be fight, 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 argue, 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 trying to win, basically engaged in a culture war with the culture, utilizing much more political weapons instead of spiritual weapons. And it's, it's, and Christianity is, is not going to be known for the cross. It's not going to be known for our savior. It's not going to be known for salvation. It's going to be known for our politics. And then when persecution comes, we're not going to be persecuted for the cross. We're not going to be persecuted for our savior. We're not going to be persecuted for salvation. We're going to be persecuted because we're trying to impose Christianity via political means. The outreach to Flashpoint marks the latest example of Trump embracing the ascendant Christian nationalist movement as he seeks return to the White House. The end times movement seeks to impose a fundamentalist biblical order in the United States. I want you to hear that. Now, they call it the end times movement. I'm going to refer to it. The Christian nationalist movement, the politicized Christianity seeks to impose a fundamentalist biblical order, a fundamentalist biblical morality in the United States. Adherents want to align government and popular culture with scripture on earth as it is in heaven, convinced that doing so will hasten the second coming of Jesus. Trump has previously called into the Flashpoint program, but this marks the first time the former president has appeared on camera blessing the show with his audience. I'm, I'm telling you, this is something we have to be on the lookout for. This is something we have to. Now, I'm not going to go deeper into this article. I am going to go ahead and save this really quick. Well, we'll be talking more about it, but because this is a late night broadcast, I, I, I kind of want to bring all of this, 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 this together, all right? Yes, it does sound like a cult. Actually, what it sounds like is Islam. Islam want a lot of people, talk, you know, remember when Obama was president, how he was going to institute Sharia law and we're all going to become Muslims and we're going to be worshiping Allah. And if we didn't, we're going to be in FEMA camps. Remember all those conspiracy theories? Okay. Well, now, now, now Christians want to impose their own form of Sharia law. We want to impose Christianity upon people. And then we want to do so through political force and through political power. Now we, I got no problem praying, uh, you know, on earth as it is in heaven, but we allow God to bring that to pass. And he will bring that to pass if we believe in a millennial kingdom. Now that gets into eschatology and gets into a lot of theology, but here's what I want to do. To me, the fact that it's here late at night and I can't just turn on the microphone and go, hey. Are you out there this evening? Are you struggling with sin? Are you questioning 
your life? Are you questioning if there's a God? Like, you know, speak to people where they are and then just and, and just inform and reassure everyone there is a God in heaven. You were created by him, but because of your sin, you are separated from him. But he sent his Son, the second person of the Trinity, one God, three distinct persons, co-equal and co-eternal. He sent his son to keep the law that you will never keep for you. And then he died while you were yet a sinner to pay for your sins. And if you'll put your faith and hope in him and him alone, his obedience and his righteousness will be imputed to you. And you can tonight know that you stand before God and be declared to be righteous and holy and perfect, not because you are, but because Christ was and what and his holiness and righteousness is now accredited to your account and you can go to bed knowing that no matter what happens in this world if you were to die if and you, if you were not to wake up on this earth you would wake up in his presence and your life you have eternal life and there'll be no more pain no more suffering no more death and no more sin that's what i would rather do talk to people that way but because of the state of american christianity I have to turn the microphone on late at night to tell everyone about a news article that was released just a couple of hours ago about Trump, political pastors, and again, the never-ending rise of Christian nationalism that is threatening to wipe biblical Christianity off the face of the earth and replace it with a mutated monster, a a mutated cancer that is not true biblical Christianity. And I, I, it's kind of frightening. But I almost long for the days where the only thing I was worried about within Christianity was theology. Like if I turned on Christian radio, I'm like, oh, wow, that's very charismatic. Or, oh, wow, that's very, like I could identify the Christians, the theological stream and be like, well, I don't agree with that. But, you know, you could tell that they loved Jesus and they had a passion. They had a zeal. I just may have disagreed with the theology. But everything was about scripture and Christ and theology and doctrine. Now, I, I almost long for those days because now it's like, no, it's this weird world of culture wars and, poli- and political parties and Christian nationalism. And it's like, I don't know what's happened to the Christianity, which I've, I knew. And it would be one thing to say, well, Christianity changes, get over it, you know, get over it. But it, it's Christianity, is, it's not that Christianity is changing. Christianity is being redefined. And it's depressing. Now, there's still, you know, Christian radio stations out there that is avoiding the politics. And it's focused on scripture and Bible and devotional readings and and, and sermons and praise God for every single one that still is for those. But the, the majority of the, the reality is Christian radio for most wives is not influential that much anymore, right? I, I know there will be some will try to argue, but Christian radio has lost its influence. I think even most people 
They would, they'll listen to podcasts and they listen to sermons. I don't know how many even pick up, you know, download apps to Christian radio stations that are broadcasting and listen to them on their phone. I think most just kind of pick and choose what they want. So I'm glad for the ones that do exist. But just imagine, and I don't know if it will happen, but can you imagine if Trump was to be elected as president? And he was to pass a law that allowed all churches, as he's claiming he would do, to go as political as they want and they can maintain their tax-exempt status. How politicized would the church be? If Trump was to win and get rid of that law, I can't imagine how political the church would become. It would be... It, that I, you know, I, I, some may say there's only cracks in the dam. That would be the dam would no longer even exist. Forget cracks in it. Forget that there's parts of it. The whole dam would just be gone. It would just be gone. It would just be, it would, there'd be no longer a dam holding anything back. And the church would become a political arm of the Republican Party. And the liberal, liberal church, which already abandoned Christianity, would become the political arm of the Democratic Party or the Progressive Party. And biblical Christianity would be where? Now I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, 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 it's something I'm gonna, I'm gonna be paying close attention to. Now maybe a promise Trump doesn't keep. Some say he did a really good job trying to keep his promises when he came into office. If that's one he would try to keep, wow. But we need to learn about Flashpoint. We need to keep track of this story, and we will. But it's just. It's just a depressing sign to me of just where the church is in 2023. Now, I don't know what you're doing tonight. Don't know how late you'll be awake. But please, go to the Google Play Store. Go to the Apple App Store. Look for night sounds. It will have a background. It's a moon and a radio tower. And just start listening to those programs late at night. I'm not saying I agree with all the doctrine or theology. Hear me out. I'm not saying I do. But it will give you an idea of kind of what was going on on Christian radio 70s and 80s. Late at night. Because it always aired late at night. He, he he recorded it during the day. So I always hated that. I always wanted him to be, I always tried to, free, like once I learned that it were pre-recorded, I think one, one time he said on a broadcast, Bill Pierce, that it was pre-recorded during the day. And I'm like, don't tell me that. Because I always wanted to envision that it's one o'clock in the morning and he's there in the studio and the lights are down and he's talking about whatever. Uh, someone in the chat is saying, after midnight, going to sleep. I'll check it out later, though. Okay, well, you know, for those who are weak and have to sleep, I understand. You know, only the strong. There's only a few of us. Okay, now, now I do appreciate you listening to me, and hopefully you get good sleep, restful sleep, and you'll have a, a, a blessed day tomorrow. But thank you for listening. And uh, thanks to everyone else. I wanted to at least just talk about this. I know there's kind of like two, two different tracks that uh, I was, you know, you could hear in my thinking, and I know I don't know if I brought the two together very well, but two two really different trains of thought, and uh, 
Hopefully I kept them close enough together that it didn't feel too disjointed. But there you go. Download the Night Sounds app. Do that. If you want to help me investigate Flashpoint, we need to find out all about it. And then we'll do and we'll look more about Trump's proposal, what it can mean, him speaking on this program and uh, just, man, telling you Christian nationalism's on the rise. I just, I don't know how I just, I just, sometimes I feel like I'm the one standing on the street corner saying the end is near and everyone's walking by laughing at me. And maybe I'll turn out to be the fool holding the sign saying the end is near and I'll end up looking stupid, but. Church is in trouble. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful night. May God bless you.